if they really apply their disciplines and look at what they were doing wrong and study how to do it right. And I think the great question is, it all lies in knowledge. And the great question is, what is it I don't know that if I did know would make a difference in what I'm trying to become? Hey friends, I'm Jennifer, and you're listening to the Beauty Business Game Changer Podcast, a podcast for beauty industry providers and business owners that are wanting to level up their game to create a profitable career. If you're feeling stuck and you want more out of this industry, then join me as I share with you my strategies, lessons I've learned along the way, and how I overcame fear by shifting my mindset to build a healthy business. I built a solid book behind the chair, launched a bridal company, became a salon suite owner to most recently opening up a salon. As creative entrepreneurs, we need an education that empowers us and makes an impact on helping us raise our standards. My mission is to teach you how you can reach your goals quickly, build your books and your business faster, and master the framework for creating a successful and rewarding career. Thank you for joining me. Let's do this. Welcome to your Game Changer Podcast. Welcome back to the Beauty Business Game Changer podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Alvarez. You guys, today, I am so honored and privileged to have our special guest on today. And if you guys don't know him, you probably have been hiding under a rock because he has been featured in almost every single salon and spa trade magazine, in addition to Glamour L and The New Yorker and so many more. He is known as an industry expert and a business guru and North America Hairstylist Awards Hall of Leaders. And he is a beauty business coach, a consultant, and an independent educator. We are so honored. Gina Stampora, welcome to the show. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm honored as well and very excited to be here. And I want to compliment you on what you're doing, Jennifer. It's so great now more than ever to have uh, good education, uh, good spirit, good juju going out there in our industry. It's been so hard the last couple of years. So this is a great thing that you're doing. You know, I just, I was so inspired by so many podcasts and I thought this, this looks fun. I think I'm going to try it out. And I will say I've had so many awesome guests on the show and it's just, there's so much education to share with one another. And, and it's a new way, the new way of connecting our industry together. So absolutely. No, yes. you guys have. So I met Gino back in like 2007. He came to the salon that I worked at and I sat in the front seat because I'm the class nerd like that. And I was so moved by his words of wisdom, his education. He's just so inspiring that I thought I need to have somebody like this, especially now more than ever on the show to just re-inspire us and push us and motivate us. And I'm just so curious, how did you get started into speaking with so much impact and influence? Uh, there was really never a starting point and it was never my dream. As a matter of fact, 
I never liked to be in front of people. At one time when I had many employees, maybe around 200, they all laugh when I talked to them about, we would have meetings and I couldn't look at them. I would talk to them through the mirror so that I could see them yet not have to see them face to face. I just couldn't do it. Now they see me on stage and they're like, how did you do this, this transformation? I, I said, you know, I don't know. I guess uh, you just have to continuously follow your heart. And even as an employer, one of the things I always found most interesting was most people just are not aware of their complete potential. And if you can find a way to inspire people to reach further, to, to go more, uh, it makes you feel great. It makes them feel great. And it makes us all more productive. You know, it, it's funny, Jennifer. I, I love us. I love our industry. I love who we are. I love what we do. I love what we provide. And recently I had an interview and, and someone at the, in the interview, maybe it was the masters, I forget, but it, uh, the question was, why do you think you're such a great educator? And I said, oh, that's simple. It's because I really believe that every person has greatness within them. And I believe that part of my job is to help to bring that greatness out, make them aware and get them to do something with it. Mm. I love that, that you're able to, to draw that out of people. I think, you know, I'm a salon owner and I think that's like one of my main missions as a leader is like, how do I get them to like pull out this talent in them and, and pull that, that extra drive? You know, I think that there's some people who are just born with that hunger and other people, you just have to light a fire underneath their butt, right? <laughs> I agree. And some people, you have to do it over and over and over again. And you begin to realize that you got you got some people that are self-starters, but some people that uh, they they really need the push. They, they, they need you to be on them all the time. They need you to kind of hold their hand. I guess it's human nature, uh, but I believe the biggest sin in the world would be to not reach your full potential, to not be productive and really get things done. See, I think everybody in beauty could be rich if they just did it right. I just think so many people, yeah. they try to do it their way, you know? What would, what would you say to somebody who's just kind of going through the motions? You know, I think that oftentimes in our industry, especially if you have dealt with difficult times or whatnot, you kind of lose that, that drive. How, what would you say to somebody to get them to come back, get them to maybe think differently? That's a great question uh, because it, it is difficult and it, it, it does depend in many ways on the person and what they've gone through. But come on, here we are. Uh, we've all been through difficult times the last 18 months. Some people are stuck home with their children. I mean, I mentioned that if my children were still young, I probably would have killed them during COVID. I mean, I don't know if I ever could have made it with them. So thank <laughs> God they're, they're gone and they're out. But, you know, I think people have difficulty realizing we all have hardships. You know, the same wind blows on all of us. So some people have more than others with issues at times, but you can't let your issues or uh, your, your ability to perform be affected by what's happening around you. You can't, it, especially in our world. You have to learn how to really put things in perspective. We're a very lucky country. 
we're very lucky people. We're in the greatest industry in all the world. The opportunities are phenomenal. What we really need to do is stop looking at what the problems and issues are and, and really seek those opportunities. What am I missing? You know, what is it I don't know that if I did know would make a difference in what I'm trying to become? Right? I, absolutely. And I, I think you really hit the nail on the head when you say perspective, because I think we all have faced battles and we don't know what the future holds for us as far as trials and tribulations, right? But I right. think it's it's waking up with a grateful heart. And it sounds like you definitely you you definitely showcase that where you're just full of a abundance, law of attraction. Uh, type of attitude. And I think, would you say that that's really where it starts is, is, is your mindset? Of course, that's, that is the beginning of everything, but that really is where it starts. And I think that uh, a large percentage, especially of our industry, don't realize that they can control their mind, that a lot of people think attitude is based on their surroundings and what's happening to them, but it's not. Your attitude is chosen every day and you can find ways. I mean, I've known people that I never knew were rich until they died. I've known people that I never knew had hardship until they died. There are some people that just, they know what to hide. I mean, I'm talking to you from my office in Virginia and you can't see it, but up here in front of me is my esteemed bulletin board. I talk about it all the time. And if you can see it, there's a note from Vidal Sassoon, there's a note from Martin Parsons, there's a note from Paul Mitchell, there's a big note from John Paul DeJuria, there's a whole bunch of autographs, Muhammad Ali, uh, 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 Eddie Van Halen, you know, all of my fans, but right in the middle of it is a pink, wait, I'll grab it. <laughs> it's a little pink posted, and on it, it says, all things good. And that was from a conversation I had with Yosh Toya, the incredible hairdresser, who said to me one time, I, he wanted me, always wanted me to give him his awards. And I said, Yosh, after many times, why do you always choose me? Because at the ABS show in Chicago, when he got his Lifetime Achievement Award, I actually made a big joke about it. He had written a book and he talks with a Japanese accent and nobody understood him. So I got on stage, grabbed the book and said that I wrote it and that I did all the haircuts and he's in hysterics. And anyway, to, to make up a, a long story boring, the idea is I strive to be known for all things good. And I've always practiced that within the surroundings of my salon. See. I see a salon as a sanctuary. Nothing ever should take place in a salon that, that's not about beauty or beautiful things or health or wellness or potential. That's what a salon should be known for. And I think that's what we should be known for. So I try to practice all things good all the time. In other words, if it's not good, I'm not going to share it. And a lot of people sometimes call me, they'll ask me, would I be their coach? And I said, first of all, if, if I'm your coach, I'm very expensive. Uh, my time is very valuable. Secondly, I'm not a handholder. I'll, I'll be your coach, but I don't want to have to hold your hand. I don't want to have to check up on you. I'm not good at telling you what's wrong. 
I'm good at telling you all the things that are right and all the things you could do and should do and could be. And one of the things I share with people all the time, Jennifer, when they're in turmoil, like a lot of people, COVID got they got wrapped around it and, and and can't shake it off. You know, the fear and the and the the craziness of what we were into. But the reality is that that you can control that. And sometimes if what is isn't working, then why not live in what could be? You mm. follow what I'm saying? Mm. Get out of what is. Get into what could be. And become aware of the fact that your thinking changes everything. Right? Yeah. It's, it's so powerful. You know, and I, you know, in your past, you know, it, it sounds like you didn't have the best upbringing. So it wasn't like you naturally you know, had a great household that cultivated this characteristic and, and attitude. It was something that you probably had to practice. Absolutely. You know what? I tell people all the time. I always ask in my audiences when I'm on stage, who's poor? People raise their hand and I say, I guarantee you, you didn't grow up as poor as I did. I mean, I even tell the joke sometimes about, I had five sisters and no brothers and I wore all of my sister's hand-me-downs. And I can imagine now looking back at grade school, I had to have some teachers that looked at me and said, the hairdresser, you know, he's dressed in girls' clothes all the time. <laughs> I was. So, it, you know, it, sometimes people have to come to grips with, it, it isn't what's happening to you. It's what you make of what's happening to you, you know, and it isn't that that some people are born with five aces, although some people are, but you, you take the the, the hand that you were dealt and you make it work to the best of your ability and the best. Of, and you know me, Jennifer, I, I'm not a great hairdresser, never was. And I never talk about it. I mean, you talked about all those magazines. I'm in the magazines all the time, but it's what I say. It's not me doing hair. And I believe I became a million dollar hairdresser because I was a nice guy and, and people liked me and they enjoyed being with me and I made them feel good. And I used to say to my staff all the time, you can't overlook that no one can compete with the way you make your customer feel. Mm. No one. That's so true. And, and I, I always tell students too, your, your skill level, it's always going to evolve. It's always, you're always going to find a new technique or a better technique and really master your craft. But yeah. if you can't master relationships and in fostering relationships, then people aren't going to come back. You You're know, right. people will excuse the fact that maybe it's a little asymmetrical. <laughs> You're right. You know, but if they're like, wow, she just, she or he, whatever, they just made me feel so good. Right. That, you know, they're going to become a super fan in no time for that. Absolutely. You know, I think right now is such a beautiful time. You know, I, I think of this time as a gift of, it's time to turn the chapter uh, and start something fresh and, and, and something new. What would you say to someone who's like, today's a new day. I, I want to, I want to become better. I want to become great. Like, what would you say to that person to get them on the right track? Wow. Well, in Greek mythology, the Greeks have a term called tabula rasa. 
And tabula rasa means a clean slate, a fresh start, a new beginning. And that's really where all of us are. I mean, we're just coming out of this malaise. We're just coming out of COVID. We're starting to go out again and go to restaurants. And I mean, I'm seeing some of my favorite waiters that I haven't seen in 15 months. I'm an old guy. I was scared to death to go out of the house, you know. So I think this is the perfect time to really start a new. To, to start that tabula rasa, to begin with a clean slate and a fresh start. And a lot of people in beauty, if they really apply their disciplines and look at what they were doing wrong and study how to do it right. And I think the great question is, it all lies in knowledge. And the great question is, what is it I don't know that if I did know would make a difference in what I'm trying to become? So when you talk about these, the, the, the people that now it, it's time to, to turn this chapter and start something new, it's the greatest opportunity they've ever had. But you have to practice doing it right. You know, uh, uh, perfect practice makes perfect, not practice makes perfect. So they've got to learn how to change and really kind of take over their behind the chair business and make sure the customer understands I'm the boss and and I'm the expert and I'm the hairdresser and I know more about hair and more about products and more about skin and nails than than you'll ever know so you've got to learn to really listen to me and a lot of people feel like they they say to me I don't get respect well you know you won't get respect until you demand respect and you give them a reason to see that they should respect you. So it's the greatest time ever in beauty. I mean, get out there and forge a whole new career, a whole new start, a whole new energy. And be careful not to bring any of the old habits back to work with you. Leave them home. Right? It's creating new daily practices. Even, you know, I'm very inspired by this wall that you have of of notes and, and um, quotes and things like that, that you have up on your wall. I think that that's a great place to start for somebody of, you know, if you can't change your exact environment of what you're in, what can you do to add some, you know, positive influences and things that really help you to wake up in the morning with a, uh, with abundance mindset and something that's just gonna, you I think everyone's inspired differently, right? Or, can describe yes. success differently, right? Like, yes. what is success to you, Gino? Uh, personal happiness and fulfillment, I guess. I think money is important. I don't think money is the most important thing in the world, but I think money matters. Money makes, uh, I have a friend that says all the time, money is a lubricant. It makes everything slide a little easier. And I thought, <laughs> wow, that, that, that's great because uh, I've been poor and I've had money. And I'd much rather have money than be poor, but I'm not driven by money. I'm driven by personal happiness, productivity, fulfillment, uh, having no enemies, you know, being righteous and fair to all, helping those that need help. I think what people fail sometimes to realize in developing the abundance mentality is simply this. Never think you've got it the worst. 
there's always someone out there that you can find. And I'll tell you, it's kind of funny. And I don't want to get religious, but I can promise you something. If, if you'll find somebody worse off than you, and you will help them to be better, God will make you better. It's just kind of how it works. So when you mentioned earlier the law of attraction and, uh, and you know, that kind of thinking and the abundance mentality, and a lot of people say, look at me and say, do you really believe that? Do you think it's true? I said, I don't know. And I don't care. I can tell you one thing. It sure has worked for me. I mean, I've had the, the career of my dreams that I never could imagine to be on stage at Nahan receiving that incredible award and, and all the other awards. I mean, if you look behind me, there, there's awards and pictures everywhere in my office. I use them to not to inspire me, but to keep me inspired. And I think what a lot of people don't realize, when you said earlier that uh, when I came to your salon and you sat in the front row and what really happened was you gave me permission to inspire you. But I think what a lot of people don't realize is inspiration is very short-lived. If you listen to this podcast and you find yourself getting inspired, be careful. You've got to act on your inspiration or else it goes away. You know, and a lot of people, sometimes when I get done speaking, they're like, oh, my God, I'm going to change the world. And then two days later, they're like, shoot, the world is so big. I'm going to change Chicago. And then a week later, they're like, I'm just going to clean my car and go back to what I always do. <laughs> and they, they, they lose sight of, you know, that old saying, if you always do what you've always done, you're always going to get what you've always got. So how do you then change what you're doing? And to create an abundance mentality, really, all you have to do is seek inspiration. Seek inspiration from people, from podcasts, from CDs. I have the best-selling CDs in the beauty industry. They're all filled with inspiration. You can go to genostampora.com and you can order downloads or order the CDs online. They're tremendous. They're, they inspire me. When I listen to them, I'm like, wow, I was really on that day or, or I was good that day. And they remind me that this is my life. and. If you're not careful, sometimes you'll let days slide by, but something to never forget. This is your life and your life is flying by. And while you're in the middle of going through the hassles of every day, you're losing sight of the fact that life is so very short. How do we really find a way to, to squeeze the day dry, to really seek the most out of it, right? That's incredible. And and I think that a lot of people can relate that to that or probably kicking themselves right now thinking, yeah, that's me. I, I I'm kind of just killing time right now, which yeah. is like time is so precious. You know, yeah. you you have really maximized your time throughout your career and you still are. You know, what was what was uh business ownership like for you and and um you know how how long did that go for us? Uh, it was great. I had many salons and I was a salon owner for many, many years and I had hundreds of employees and, and, and I'm still friends with almost all of them. And I was blessed with some of the greatest people in the world. But understand, uh, when you talk about business ownership, it was easier for me than it is now. I was through by 1990 and from 1990 till now, uh, all I've done is uh, education. However, I think being a leader today, owning a salon today, 
is probably the hardest it's ever been. You can't afford to do things wrong. You've got to make sure you're doing things right. You've got to pay attention. You've got to keep your nose to the grindstone. You have to make sure your staff is productive. You have to keep your people happy. You have to make sure they like where they are. Now, one of the things I've always studied as a leader and was as a salon owner, I think the three greatest things are number one, I, I was nice, nice to everyone. You know, I think it's just so important to, to never overlook how important it is to be nice. Number two, I was trustworthy. In my, in my company, the squeaky wheel didn't get the oil. In my company, the person who deserved the oil got it. Okay, so I think it's important today to really be trustworthy as a business owner and, and get people to understand that uh, you're doing everything you can to take care of them. Now, while we're on this, if you don't mind, especially now with the issues that are plaguing the industry as a whole, I believe you've really got to take the time to get your staff to love you. And it's an ongoing process. You don't just get them to love you today and then forget about them for a month. I mean, anybody who has been in a relationship knows, you know, relationships start like this and end up like this because you're in love for a while. Then all of a sudden you're looking at them going, was your nose that big last month? <laughs> you know, or am I just noticing, you know? So I think it's really important to, to uh, have a lot of love, you know, uh, I'm a big love guy. I've got a big thing about the Beatles and I always talk about the, the Hard Rock Cafe and the Hard Rock Casino. Love all, serve all. And I think that that's the, the first sign of a great leader. And I think in today's world, Jennifer, to lead a great salon, you have to have world-class service. Mm. World-class. I mean, it's out there. And there's such a lacking of service that if you could really find a way to provide world-class service, they'll stay with you forever, those customers. And if they do, so will the staff. Because, you know, one of the things I used to talk about all the time, no one ever leaves a salon in November or December. They're busy. They're making money. They're having fun. It's January or February that people start to leave. Winter sets in. They can't pay their bills. The customers didn't come back. And all of a sudden, who do you blame? Well, if, if I can find anybody to blame but me, I will. So I'm going to blame my boss. You know? What do you think is so different from when you were a salon owner versus right now, especially since you're saying there's no room for air? That sounds oh, very intimidating. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think the cost of doing business is greater today than it's ever been before. Um, not to mention, when I had my company, you know, we served the cheapest coffee we could find. Now, salons serve wine and beer and, and the best coffee, you know, gourmet coffee, and you have flowers. And the, the cost of doing business is greater than it's ever been before. Okay, then we have booth rent and, and, and suite operators where people, if they get mad at you, they, they can move to another uh, business tomorrow and, and not have to think twice about it. So it's easier to shift now than it was then. It's easier for, and I think people have really gotten, uh, especially us Americans, we're, uh, we're very set in our ways. 
And, you know, one of the things I share with people all the time is uh, I used to love to hire foreigners and I like foreigners because they're a little different than us. We believe we'll do whatever it takes when the reality is we'll do whatever it takes on our terms when most foreigners, they'll do whatever it takes on anybody's terms. So if you say you're going to do whatever it takes, then do whatever it takes. You know, uh, as an educator, I, I'll often say to our industry, if you're not full, if you're not busy, then what would you do to be full? What are you willing to do to have a full clientele? Odds are, if you sit behind the chair in the salon, it'll come to you. It'll just take years and years and years. I can tell you that my entire company in my salon, we went out into neighborhoods and knocked on doors and met people. I mean, you talked earlier about hunger. And I can tell you that uh, the greatest asset to growing up poor for me, I am hungry. I have been hungry my whole life. And I've never allowed myself to not be hungry enough to do whatever it takes. Mm. That's a great philosophy. And it's not a hard one. It's easy. You know, but then you have that challenge. See, here we are talking and you know, you've done podcasts. People are going to listen to it. And then afterwards, here's what happens. They forget that whatever is easy to do is just as easy not to do. Mm. So we all avoid the easy things. And that's where the gold is, right? So, so powerful. I love that. And, you know, I don't know if it's, are people just not as hungry these days or, you know, what, what is it? I think if there's no, if there's no um, demand, um, no urgency, right? Somebody else well, is taking care of them or, yeah. you know, yeah. I know for myself, like if, if I don't work, I can't pay my bills. I, I can't understand. support my family. You and know, that's a so. good thing. That's all right. That's a good thing. That's a driver. And you need some drivers. Yeah, I think that uh, I think one of the most important things a good leader should do is seek out, search for, and hire only hungry people. And you have to be careful because everybody's hungry the day they're looking for a job. So you have to be able to read into them a little bit and say, wait a minute, is this hunger going to last? But then too, as a good leader, a good father, uh, as a good friend, sometimes I have to know what to say or what to do to inspire my children, my grandchildren, my good friends. Sometimes I have to have a conversation with a friend to say, look, this is hard for me, but I have to tell you, uh, you're not living up to your complete potential. You know, what could you be? If you really tried, you know, stop complaining and focus on what could you be if you really gave your all. Now, I think you're right in some ways that there are a lot of people today that just they, they don't have that hope, and they probably never will. It, and it's not the millennials or any of that crap. I mean, people are people are people. I know some millennials that are just incredible spectacular human beings. So so people get caught up in this. Well, well, what generation? It's not about generations. It's about people. It's about what's in your heart. It's about what you're what you're willing to do. You know, I can give you a, a great example. When people say to me sometimes, well, well, what was the big change? What what changed your life? What made you? And I'll always say to them, if anything, 
it was, I learned the habit of giving 100%. And what I learned from that habit was that I would make a commitment to myself and to my industry and to my family and to my friends that I would give 100%, 100% of the time, that nothing will get in the way of you and me and our listeners right now. I've got papers all around me. I studied all night last night. I studied all morning this morning. I had a million things I had to do. And I thought, no, be prudent, be pertinent, have all the answers, give it, give, make this the best hour you can, and then relax. So I think a lot of people give 100%, but they don't understand the, the, the greatness of giving 100%, 100% of the time. And what it might mean is, it might mean that you're going to be in the salon, everybody else is gone, you're the only one there, and now you're cleaning up the break room, and you're thinking, damn it, why am I the only one? Where the hell is everybody? Doesn't anybody else see the things that I, but the benefit is to get in the car and in your heart, you know you did the best job ever. You know, you, you gave your all that day, you know, and I think a lot of people just lose sight of the magic, the importance of giving 100%, 100% of the time. And, and by the way, I want to share with you on September 26th and 27th, my, my, my program called Mentors and Masters, I'll be doing it with my friends, Nikki Lee and Iva Sampler, September 26th and 27th, I'm going to. I, I'm going to tell all of you, this program sold out the last time we did it two years ago in about four days. It's magnificent. It's all about how to be a great leader, how to be a great boss, how to lead your clientele, how to be a great mother and a great father. And it's filled with what I'm talking about right now. And hang on a second. Okay. You can, uh, I'm going to give you the phone. And I'll put this in the show notes too. So people will be able to click on a link and be able to sign ah, up for your class. Beautiful. I'll just send it to you. Then <laughs> I, I won't waste any more time talking about it, but I, but you're, you're really going to love it. It's, 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 and you know, I would love for you to come, Jennifer, I'll figure something out, see if we can't uh, get you to be there. And maybe you could be there and do a couple live podcasts while you're oh, there or, or oh something God, real fun. Yeah, yeah. So who, who would be a really good fit for that class? Uh, well, I, I'm asked that a lot. And I usually say anyone who really wants to expand their thinking, see life in a different way, see their business in a different way, see beauty in a different way. Uh, my partners, Nikki Lee and I have a sampler in this program, Nikki Lee is a is a genius when it comes to business fundamentals and numbers. Iva is a genius when it comes to time management and how to use your time effectively. And one of the things I talk about all the time is the best thing about this program is if you were to look at beauty, and beauty contains substance and essence. I am all about the essence of beauty. I don't believe in the numbers. I don't look at them. I don't want to know. I never did when I was a owner. I believe do things right. The money will follow. Nikki and Iva are all about substance and they'll tell you numbers never lie. So you really get the best of all worlds in two and a half days. 
just phenomenal. And I'd love for you to be there. And by the way, while I'm on it, I kind of showed this to you when I when we a minute ago we were talking. This is my beacon mug that Leslie Perry gave me from PBA that I love and use all the time. If any of you aren't familiar with the Beacon program, this time because of COVID, we're doing it uh, one Sunday a month, every month. It's an opportunity for students to develop a scholarship and get to spend time with me every month. And well, last month was Vivian McKinder and Larry Curtis, two of the greatest educators ever. Uh, and then starting again uh, with ISSE of next year through the Professional Beauty Association, which by the way, if you're not a member, what are you doing? It's so cheap, so easy, and so fruitful. Become a member of the Professional Beauty Association and you'll get, and I've been facilitating Beacon, oh my God, Jennifer, probably, over 20 years now. I've actually spoken to some salons where the salon owner was my student at a, at a Beacon program. It's, it's like, it's gone like that much all the way around, you know. Full circle. I love yeah. that. So yeah. um, the Professional Beauty Association, they have a program called uh, the Beacon. You're right. one of the, the main educators, speakers that is affiliated with this program. And who is that program for? Like who it's should apply? Beauty school students. Beauty school students to yeah. apply. Yeah. But if you want to go to probeauty.org or contact Leslie Perry at the Professional Beauty Association, uh, there's ongoing education that's priceless that they have. And, and that is so incredible. I feel like there's no excuse for people to say, I don't know. I don't know how, I don't know where to start. There is a wealth of knowledge in this industry, people like Gino, and they are more than open to be giving to you. And there's organizations like the PBA and Chicago Cosmetologists and all of these shows that have amazing educators in education with their hands open saying, come on, let me help you. And Gino's always been that person. You know, Gino, one of the times that I saw you at one of the shows, you gave me a little card. Um, and I was wondering if you could tell our listeners about what was written on that card. And this, yeah. I had this in my wallet for years and then I put it somewhere in my house. I can't find it, but I'm like, I need to know what was I'm written gonna, on that card. I'm going to send you a new one. And you know, <laughs> when you, as soon as you said that, I thought to myself, I should have this on a slide so I can send it to everyone. But this is my business card. And inside my business card is what I call Gino's words to grow by. And the first step for me to uh, becoming a better salon owner, a better leader, a better person all the way around, I had a wonderful employee that uh, left. And when she left, she asked if she could have an exit interview. And I didn't even know what an exit interview was. So I said, of course. So we sat down and she proceeded to tell me uh, all the things that weren't right about me and all the things I did wrong and how I wasn't motivated. I wasn't inspirational. And she actually gave me a 33 and a third album. Now, for those of you that are younger, that's vinyl 
like you can bind back now at the store and, and you put a little needle on it and it spins around and it talks to you. This was a thing called the challenge of success by an incredible educator called Doug Cox. And I listened to it over and over again. And then I found Doug Cox. You see, you can find anybody now online. I, this was years ago. I found Doug Cox. I called him. I told him all about how much his album rocked my world, changed my life, inspired me, motivated me. And we talked and I said to him, I'm going to take some of the words I thought about. So that was how the card was created. And it was just something to be one of my drivers, something to get me to be all that I could be and not let myself, you know, slide all the time. So it's eight words. And the first word is commitment. And the definition of commitment is to pledge or promise to live by this. I wanted to make a commitment to myself and I'll go on to that further. The second word is integrity and integrity is to have uprightness, honesty, and sincerity. And I wanted to have integrity with every client because integrity is what builds trust. The third word was mentor. A mentor is a loyal, wise advisor, someone you can listen to, learn from. And when you mentioned, Jennifer, uh, there's so much education available. One of the things I tell people all the time is when you listen to a podcast, when you watch a movie, when you read a book, find the voice that's talking to you. Anyone can finish a book if, if the author is actually talking to them. If you find the book all consuming and too hard, then give it up and find another book. That's the same thing with a mentor. Find a mentor that you can really learn from, grow from, get ideas from, be inspired, stretch your brain. Then you've got the right people around you. You know, I surround myself with people that demand only the very best from me. And that's what helps to bring it out, okay? The next word is passion, an intense emotional excitement. Now, I think you can tell from our time together, from our podcast, that I'm so very passionate about our industry. Gosh, it's the greatest industry that ever existed. I love us. I've been known when we go on vacation and my, my children would want to do something like kayak. I'd be like, I don't kayak i'm a hairdresser and they would be like well we, we don't want to leave you alone i said we well, just go i'll go to a salon i'll now listen anybody that ever wants to go to a salon all you need is a fresh baked pizza and when you walk in with the pizza they will love you they'll, <laughs> they'll take the pizza they'll bring you into the break room they'll talk to you i want to go to my sanctuary be around my people i want to smell the developer i want to you see <laughs> You got to keep the passion alive for what you do for your industry. The next word is excellence. It's the condition of greatness. The next word is success. And the simple definition of success is to accomplish what you planned, to become, to become something. The next word is fulfillment. And that's to realize your complete potential. And then the last word is creativity. And creativity is really the making of the new or the rearranging of the old in a new way. And what I would say to myself is, I'm going to make a commitment inspired by integrity to find mentors and leaders and helpers to help me to keep the greatest passion possible to deliver excellence in everything I do, which will lead to success followed by fulfillment. That's the core. 
uh, you are just so, so inspiring. And I, I think it would be fun to challenge our listeners today to come up with their, you know, their words, you know, and, and it's like, go ahead and steal what Gino has created because it obviously has worked very well for him. But I think meditating on those types of words of if I want to become somebody great and, and live my life to the fullest, make an impact, what words need to be description words of how I should be living my life today so tomorrow can be different for me? I love it. That That is so well said. And you know what? If you take my card you're not stealing those words, borrow them, let them inspire you. And if the words actually talk to you, then use some of those exact words. That's what we're all here for. You know, we're all here to help each other, you know, to do more and be more and have more. And and I think that, that you made a great point, Jennifer, when you talk about uh, uh, be doing, doing better, doing more. I think a lot of people don't realize that you're not your best you every day. And in order to do more, be more, and have more, you have to develop the discipline to be your best you every time you're at work. You can't let anything get in the way of you and your work. You have to make that be the ultimate. You see, I'm a master speaker. I'm a master educator. Do, do you know what happens when you become a master? I never worry about work. I don't worry about money. When, when people panicked in COVID, I said, well, come on, weren't you prepared? You have to be prepared for stuff like this. Things happen all the time. And if you're prepared, I tell people all the time, have you ever heard the saying, save it for a rainy day? Everybody has rainy days. Everybody does. If you save it for a rainy day, a rainy day is usually a pretty good day. You can go online and shop. You can go to the mall. You can, you can figure out something to do. So there's something to be said for really being prepared. And if you prepare yourself for, I want to live the best life ever, all of the stuff we just talked about becomes easy. Mm. But I think you made such a great point when you said, find your words that inspire you. What are your drivers? What are the words that inspire you? That's magical. I love that. And in yeah. order to, to give your a hundred percent, a hundred percent of your time. I think Absolutely. Great start. You yes, guys, indeed. thanks so much, Gino, for being a part of the beauty business game changer podcast. Make sure to check out his mentor and master's class, September 26th and 27th. It's a live two day class with Gino. You can learn a wealth of knowledge from him and just, he will transform your life. And I'm sure. No that doubt about it. That's what I'm, I'm sure here today. for, Jennifer. Oh, and by the way, uh, you can email me. I would love to hear from you. Let me know what you think of the podcast. Gino, G-E-N-O, at genostampora.com. Easy enough. I love it. And so I'll make sure in the show notes to put um, where you can find more information about Gino on his website, and you can also find more information on his class coming up as well. So Gino, thank you. thank you so much for being a part of the podcast today. We appreciate you and we love everything that you do for us in our industry. Thank you so much. It was my pleasure. It was an honor. And to all the listeners, uh, God bless, take care, make today matter because it's the only day you have. Thank you, Jennifer. Hey friends, thanks for being a part of the Beauty Business Game Changer podcast. 
If you liked this episode, make sure to subscribe. And if you love this podcast, I would so appreciate to get a review from you. And there's more ways that we can connect as well. Send me a voice message and tell me where you're at in your business and how I can help you through this podcast. Thanks so much for being a part of this. And until next time, you can be the game changer. Thank you.